Today I want to talk to you about a question. It's too high, is it? Okay, there we go. Today I want to ask you a question. And my message today is based on this question. The question is this. Who is in control of your life? There's my notes. Who's in control of your life? And this is a really, really good question. And... um, Dennis, would you bring up the first scripture? I've got a couple of scriptures for you to look at today, but I want to, I want to begin with Ephesians 6.12. And um, a pretty interesting scripture. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If you thought for one minute that our struggle is against other people, if our struggle was against bad people, if our struggle was against evil people, if our struggle was against the bad things of this world, think again. It says here, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. People are people. But our struggle is against the rulers, one. Authorities, two. Powers of this dark world, three. And against the spiritual forces of evil. And where do they live? According to Ephesians 6.12 In the heavenly realms. Do you think that your problems and struggles are with the flesh of this world? I've already talked about this. Then think again. Our fight is with the dark powers of this world. And the battle is not ours. The battle is not ours, ladies and gentlemen. The battle is the Lord's. We don't have the power within ourselves to fight this battle. But God has the power and he invests that power in us. And then we can fight against the powers of this world with the power of God. We can't do it by ourselves. Folks. We all encounter various problems as we journey through life. And as Christians, we do our best to overcome our problems and our issues by using our own resources, coupled with prayer and fasting, reading the word, you know, listening to a good message, applying the teaching. We do our best. But folks, Christians are in continual Warfare. If you think that you can rest on your laurels for one minute, I'm telling you now, think again. The devil has schemes and plans for you, for your downfall. That's what he wants to do. That's what he does. He wants to bring Christians down. But God has a plan for you. And the scriptures tell us that that plan was instituted even before you were born, even before you were conceived. And folks, God's plan is the best plan. God's plan for your life is the plan that you need to adopt into your heart. Reject anything from the devil 
and take up God's plan. Romans chapter 6 tells us that we must take control of the flesh and the desires of the flesh and die to self and put on God. You know, when it's raining and you go outside, you put on a raincoat. When you're a Christian and you're expecting God's power, you put on God. You cover yourself, you clothe yourself with a robe of righteousness. Jesus will do that. Now, fighting the old nature will lead to defeat. Paul records his experience in Romans 7. Released from the law and bound to Christ. So just going back, Romans 6 says we must take control of the flesh and the desires of the flesh and die to self and put on God. Romans 7 says released from the law and bound to Christ. Folks, if we're going to be bound to anything, if we're going to be bound to anyone, if we're going to be yoked to anyone, let us be yoked and let us be bound to Jesus because his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Easy. Easy, folks. It's easy being a Christian because God has the power. He does it. We just have to be obedient to the word. Alrighty. Now, although God asks us to deal with the fleshly nature, it is not the battle for the Christian. It is the battle. Dealing with the fleshly nature is a battle, but it's not the main battle. Our warfare is not a matter of contending against godless philosophers and crafty priests, Christ-denying cultists or infidel rulers. That's not our battle. Our battle goes direct to the source that controls these people. Our battle is against demonic forces. Our battle is against a battalion or battalions of fallen angels. Our battle is against evil spirits who yield tremendous power. Who's in control of your life? That's the question we started with today. Who is in control of your life? Although we cannot see them, we are constantly surrounded by wicked, evil spirit beings. And although they cannot indwell a true believer, we are constantly surrounded by wicked, evil beings. They can oppress and hassle us from time to time. Paul's instruction in Ephesians 6 is telling us to take a defensive stand. I didn't read the rest of the passage, but it talks about the armour of God. I hope you're familiar with that. And if you're not, go ahead and read Ephesians chapter 6 and you'll be able to get defensive against the devil. The Apostle speaks, the Apostle Paul speaks of these fallen angels, folks. The Apostle Paul speaks of these fallen angels as principalities and powers, as rulers of darkness of this age and as spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Are you ready to do battle or will you fold under pressure? Are you ready to do battle 
Or will you fold under pressure? If men and women that served this country and even perhaps served your country, if those men and women were complacent, folks, where would we be today? We wouldn't have the country that we are. We have. So how are you at complacency? Have you got your armour on? Or are you naked? Oh, well, there's an interesting question. Have you got your armour on? Or are you naked? And naked, do you stand your ground? Or do you let the devil have his way in your life? Do you stand your ground? Or do you let the devil have a field day? Folks, this is a serious message. Because Christianity is serious. God is serious. He sent his son. We just remembered what Shirley said during communion. God sent his son to die, to take our sin, to fulfil the law. And for us to live in a time of grace. Folks, that is serious. Jesus made a serious commitment. And we should be serious about our Christianity. Now I want to swing over to the Old Testament. Thanks Dennis, if you could bring up the next scripture. I want to swing over to the Old Testament and have a look at a situation where God's spiritual beings are at work. This is really interesting and I want to, I want to do this to encourage you folks. So, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes Lord so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. This is an interesting story. I'm going to talk a bit more about this story. But it says here, and Elijah prayed, open his eyes. Now his eyes were already open. But what's Elijah talking about here? He's talking about the spiritual eyes. He's talking about seeing in the spirit. He's talking about seeing things that we can't normally see in the physical realm. Now this is the story of Elisha's miraculous powers which concerned his knowledge of highly confidential military moves in the camp of the enemy. Folks, this is, a, is an amazing story. I love this story. This is a story, I'm going to read it again, of Elisha's miraculous powers, which concern his knowledge of highly confidential military moves in the camp of the enemy. We've seen in the news over the past maybe few years about a man, I can't even think of his name right now, it's gone out of my head. But this man got into the US military files and he started to spread around some of their military secrets and he got um, put in jail for it. Here is a biblical example, but it's God doing the business here. Because this man was an enemy, this king was an enemy of God. The Syrian king was not impressed because all his secret plans were repeatedly became known to the king of Israel. How about that? And he suspected that one of these men was a spy for Israel. He was wrong. He just suspected. What else would he think? Yes, the king of Israel is getting all of my military secrets. I must, there must be a spy in the camp. It's normal to think that way. Um, now, he learned that the prophet Elijah was revealing his plans to the king of Israel. 
And so he was determined to capture Elisha at all costs. And hearing that the prophet was in Dothan, a city not far north of Samaria, he sent a band of marauders to surround the city by night. In the morning, Elijah's servant was terrified. Oh man, what are we going to do? Have a look around here, Elisha. The enemy host has surrounded the city. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. And he was scared out of his wits. The poor bloke, he just needed to have his eyes open. Now this is where the story gets interesting. In the morning, Elisha's servant was terrified when he saw the enemy's host surrounding the city. But in answer to the prophet's prayer, which we read, it's right there on the screen. Ah, yeah, bring it up again. Thanks, Helen. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Chariots of fire. Wow. When God goes to battle on your behalf, folks, you may not see what's going on with your own eyes. But I'll tell you what, there's stuff going on in the heavenlies. God is awesome. The servant was given miraculous power to see a protective host of horses and chariots of fire sent by God to guard his people. The servant was scared. He could only see by sight, not by faith. Folks, the servant was shaken in his boots. He could only see by sight, not by faith. And do you become afraid of the enemy for the same reason? That is a very good question. Do you look at a situation or your situation through human eyes and think well I'm really worried about this situation because I cannot see a way through perhaps it's finance perhaps it's occupation perhaps it's marriage perhaps it's a bad habit or perhaps it's a strong temptation and you look at the situation through your own eyes and you can't see a way through but believe me the prayer of faith that Elisha prayed is the same prayer of faith that you can also pray because we have the same God who is unchanging from yesterday, today and forever. God is awesome. God is great. Who is in control of your life? So Elisha prayed that his servant's eyes would be open and suddenly he could see the unseen. What a sight. As we read, the hills around Dothan were were filled with superior horses and chariots. They appeared as fiery agents, agents of God, revealing to the servant their super terrestrial origin. The Lord had surrounded the armies of Aaron and was in control. How do you think the Syrian king felt now? Not only were his secrets being revealed to the king of Israel, but this guy was in strife. Who's in control of your life, ladies and gentlemen? Who is in control of your life? You know, warfare is all around us, and we must fight to preserve the very fabric 
of Christianity. And although they cannot indwell a true believer, we are constantly surrounded by wicked, evil beings and they can oppress and hassle us. The Lord had surrounded the armies of Aram and the Lord was in control. The Lord was in control. Who's in control of your life? Is it the Lord? Or is it Satan? Is it the Lord? Or is it wicked, evil beings? You can't serve two masters. Folks, if you've got one leg each side of the fence, you'll be in pain. It doesn't work that way. So what eyes are you looking through? Through natural eyes or are you looking through the eyes of faith? Elisha's present situation looked bad. He wasn't worried. Moses got to the edge of the Red Sea. The situation looked bad. He wasn't worried. David's situation with Goliath looked bad. He wasn't worried. Gideon's situation against the Amorites looked bad. He wasn't worried. Come on, folks. These are biblical examples. These are testimonies. And there's hundreds and millions of testimonies by Christians all around the world where their situations look bad. But they weren't worried either. Now, come on, folks. Knuckle down. Get your Bible out. And believe it like it's real because it is real. It's the word of God. What's your situation look like? Are you look worried or have you committed your situation to God? There are evil spirits out there, but God's army of heavenly hosts are also out there. And if Revelation 12.4 means that the demons equal one third of angelic beings, then they are outnumbered two to one. They are outnumbered two to one. Come on. It's obvious, isn't it? We're on the winning side. We are on the winning side. Who is in control of your life? That's the question, folks. That's the question. Who is in control of your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for this word. We give you thanks for what we read about putting on the armour, about being prepared against the evil one. And Lord, we give you thanks for this story about Elisha in 2 Kings and Lord, and how the situation didn't look too flash. But God was there. God was there. God was always there. Some people say God showed up. Folks, God doesn't show up. God's always there. We're the ones that show up because we have moments of godliness, moments of ungodliness. Father, take those moments of ungodliness from us. And Lord, let us be true and faithful and strong. Let us be prayer warriors who wear the armour day and night. Don't take it off, folks. Wear the armour day and night to protect ourselves against the evil one. And Lord, let us take up the sword of the Spirit and wield that sword as an offensive weapon and cut deep the schemes of the devil. Father, fill us each one today, Lord. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Lord, from head to toe, anoint us and appoint us, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening to this message. Thank you for hearing my heart 
And I pray that the Lord will come to you strong. The Lord will come to you in power and in strength and in might. And that your Christian life will be awakened in the spirit. And that you will no longer see with spiritual eyes, but you'll see Sorry, you'll no longer see with physical eyes, but you will see through your spiritual eyes. You'll see the work that the Lord is doing. And then you will have a powerful testimony to share with your friends or in the supermarket or wherever the Lord leads you to share it. Amen. We're going to finish now with a song. Fear not. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.